闇深く響く地獄の足音棒標の下眠る父よ胸に秘めた非常の定めそう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、そう、And goes through decade. I'm Garrett. I'm Evan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, we watched yeah, some buddy. Toei Spider Man, specifically episodes four Spider-Man. and five uh, The Terrifying Half Merman, The Miracle Calling Silver Thread, and Crash Machine GP7. The Oath siblings. So there have now been. Episode 5 is the second time that、uh, Spider Man goes to drive his car into his big robot and gets fucking shot out of the air. It's very good. Yeah. I'm like,、um, Spider Man, you need to be more careful. Nah, he's just gonna get shot out of the air. The, the, divine, the, the divine chicken is just too strong. Oh my god, the divine chicken. Like, I've seen, like, a goofy. Kaiju chicken as a joke in several parodies of tokusatsu stuff. And I've always just assumed, like, oh, I mean, it's a wacky idea to have, like, a, a goofy super chicken, of course.、Uh, I mean, they literally have a super chicken in, like, um, well, I, that, that show that's, like, about the lady who develops monsters for a kaiju organization, for an evil organization. They have a super chicken in that. Like, what show? <laughs> Go back and tell me about this show. I. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Have we? Yeah. We str- I recommended this show like forever ago. Miss. Isn't it like Kuro Itsu from the. Yeah, Miss Kuro Itsu from the Monster Development Department? What? I straight up mentioned this before. It's on Crunchyroll. It like ran a season or two ago now. Are, are, are you sure I was there when it happened? Yes, I'm extremely sure. It is about a lady who works for an evil organization. She works in the, the monster development team. She fights.、Uh, the, their organization is in a, a locked in a mortal struggle with、uh, Divine Swordsman Blader. This sounds、huh. really good. <laughs> yeah, you would like it. I said that last time I talked about it. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. It、that、was probably、sometimes. a while ago. Yeah. Um, that's neat. Yeah. You, you should, yeah, you should watch it. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I will add it to my list so you know where it's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. But yeah,、uh, Divine Chicken. The thing, also, just the fact that it literally yells Divine Chicken as its catchphrase is、uh, it's pretty amazing, I gotta say. It's very good. Toy Spider Man is just very good. Fuck. I, I wasn't. I don't think I was here when you guys discussed season two.、Um, now, one of my favorite things in any show ever is the fucking bit when、uh, Garia is narrating how he came to Earth, and he's like, well, the. the the Toyotomis and the Hideyoshis were having the Battle of Sekigahara, so I just tried to. 
land in the chaos and kind of blend in. And they show this fucking giant spaceship just landing in a forest behind a samurai battle. Like, it's gonna provide him cover somehow. And nobody noticed. And then it's like, yeah, I mean, they're fighting. They probably won't notice. And they don't. Yeah, you know. But then he falls in a hole. And now he spends 400 years in the hole. It's, uh... Man, it's something. Yeah, uh... Toy Spider-Man's amazing. This is an amazing show. So, for episode four, um... I want Bandai Premium to make a Tome of Fate so I can buy it. Oh, yeah! The second Tome of Fate we have run into on DecaCast. I want this one. I, mean, uh, I, I like mean, the other one because it had like little gears glued onto it. I mean, the the other the other one's cool too, but I want the one that a punch machine made. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. This is an extremely like a Marvel Comics type plot too. It, it really is like like I I think Lex Luthor has literally okay I know that I'm changing comic companies but I think Lex Luthor literally did this to Superman like several times. Oh, probably. I have no doubt. It's it's very good. Toy Spider-Man is very good. That is my take. It really is. It's kind of nuts how much fun it is. It's just a fever dream. Yeah, it's super wild. Like, like I haven't read many Golden Age comics, but this is what I expect all of them to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like a Golden Age comic. That's true. Yeah, it really does. And like I'm here for it. Yeah, like the like those covers of of uh of like the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen where he's like Jimmy you must eat three thousand hamburgers or Superman will die. <laughs> like I imagine those are a lot like this. Or like or like how Lex Luthor has forty seven cakes. <laughs> he, it's not that he stole forty cakes and that's terrible. I mean it that's is terrible. terrible. That's a lot of cakes. Who needs all that many cakes? That's a lot of calories. Maybe he needs all that sugar for his brain. Maybe. He got a very big brain. But but yes, this episode features Professor Monster having a computer. I forget what they call the computer. But he tells it to develop a program that to kill Spider-Man. And it prints out a bunch of punch cards. Which he then apparently converts into text. And he now has... An absolute kill Spider-Man plan. Yeah. So, like... So, like, first of all, awesome. Second of all, punch card computer. I get it. It's 78. But, um... This is episode four. Shouldn't this be, like, later? When they have, like, more (laughs) Spider-Man knowledge to feed it? No, that's that's all they need. They do shit extremely fast in this show. In in the next episode, they capture his girlfriend and are like, Hey, you know, Spider-Man always shows up around you. What the fuck's up with that? No, no, that's this episode. (laughs) Oh, is the... Oh, yeah, that is this one. There's... I forgot that there's, like, two separate plot lines, kind of. Uh, Yeah, the next episode is where, like, they tease us with, like, getting, like, Spider-Boy Robin. And, like... I love how the... The boy seems to assume that he's going to be a recurring Robin type character, and Spider Man's just like, no, 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 that's not what no, we're doing. No, no, I'm sorry, that's DC, <laughs> my friend. We're not doing that. Yeah, that's, that's getting a bit of ahead of ourselves. Now. 
It is, but like, how how do you even cover Toei Spider-Man chronologically? Uh, you go over the major plot points. It all happens at once. Okay, so so yeah, it kind of does. So after we see the computer print out, the absolutely Spider-Man is going to die. He will super die. Totally can't get out of this here, one here, plan. Here are the plans <laughs> to make a monster strong enough to kill him and the ways to fight him so that he will for sure lose this time. Um, the the super strong monster that Spider-Man will absolutely definitely not be able to defeat, uh, it has swords on its arms. That is the only thing that is different about well, it. Well, it's also, it's also <laughs> half merman. Uh, yeah, also apparently being able to breathe underwater... Which doesn't actually contribute to its fight with Spider-Man at all, but, you know. No, it's just, that's just how it kills the innocence it's using to draw in Spider-Man. <laughs> so, so now we see, we flash over to, oh god, what's our main character's not Spider-Man name? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Taki, Takuya, now we flash over to Takuya. Takuya is having, apparently, Spider-Sense gives him precognition. Um, well, it, it, Spider-Sense in this show has been described as it's just he know it's not that he detects danger. It's that he knows when some bullshit is going on somewhere. <laughs> I, I do love, yeah, because in episode two, they literally describe it as Spider-Sense lets Spider-Man notice things that other people don't notice. And I'm like, I think anyone can do that if you just pay attention. So Spider-Sense is paying attention to things? But uh, three episodes later, it is now the power to see into the future. <laughs> it's really whatever it needs to be. Yeah, Which, if we're right. being honest, that's kind of what Spider-Sense is like in Marvel Comics, too. It's yeah, kind of bullshit just, there, too. <laughs> I don't think it's ever given him, like, full precognition in Marvel Comics. Although, considering how little I read, it may at some point. I, I, it's always been like short-term precognition is basically how I've, I in the comics I've read it is short-term precognition basically. Uh, I mean, really, I feel like that's kind of the least of the problems when he has an invincible giant robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was wondering about something in this one. Uh, if this robot ever gets broken, what the fuck is he gonna do? Well, it doesn't, so... <laughs> he doesn't have a support team. This robot was invented by Garia, who, apparently, in addition to being a space prince, a space Roman, a space spider, was also a space engineer and a space scientist. Yeah, uh, so... So he invented this super robot on his own. So, so let <laughs> me just hit you with this ted tidbit from one of the wikis. Leopardon is said to be the mightiest instant-killing giant robot in the history of tokusatsu programming, according to Toei's <laughs> official site for the Japanese DVD release of the series. It's so it's not a problem. Yeah, it's literally just, <laughs> but what if it breaks? It won't. No, but what if it breaks? No, you don't understand. It won't. <laughs> um. Yeah, all those robots formed by friendship and alien si alien science. Uh, Garia is stronger than all that shit. Yep. He's smarter and better than all of them. Fuck those guys. Garia built the best robot. Yeah. He really did. <laughs> like, the most powerful thing in the universe is a robot throwing a sword. Yes. Uh, which apparently... Uh, I did a little bit of reading and found out... Uh, 
pretty much the reason for all this is because the Leopardon suit was huge compared to the rest of the stunt suits they had. So they never wanted to shoot it on camera with the other suits. So that's why it's just super invincible. <laughs> it also sense. may or may not have been damaged and lost, and then there's a lot of stock footage then used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oof. also, yeah, the Wikipedia page says, due to structural problems, the Le Leopardon suit was difficult for the stuntman to move in, and during the course of the series, the suit was damaged and later lost. There is a citation needed note, but, um... Yeah, as far as I know, the thing about it being lost is true. Like, Just, we don't know where this thing is. How do you lose something like this? <laughs> like, it's a huge suit. How do you... Like, did someone just take it out for shits and giggles? Like, hey, look at me, Gra look at me, dame. I'm in this giant robot suit. Isn't that silly? I mean, they probably moved studios and, like, just left it somewhere on accident. But you'd think they'd take a lot more care for the giant expensive suit. Uh, okay, one thing I do want to bring up. I, I noticed when I was watching the episodes this week um, that I think might have something to do with why the editing is so weird. I don't because know if they like you... slide whistles. Okay, slide whistles, yes. There are no dolly shots in this show. There is not a... In the episode... I watched three episodes, oh, kept an eye out the whole time. There's not a single dolly shot anywhere. Uh, I, I can't think of any shit. <laughs> so, they apparently... Apparently, with the way they were shooting the show, with the locations they moved around to and stuff... They either could not afford to, or simply didn't want to take the time to put down Dolly Track for any moving shots or anything. No, just we got we got Jim we got Jimmy from America in the back. He he's a strong white guy. He can carry it. I think there's also no rack focusing either, because like every time you see zooming, like every time they zoom in or out, which they do pretty frequently. They don't actually change the focus on the, the focal length on the camera lens. Everything in the shot stays in the same amount of focus the whole time. And the turn and pointing the camera is clearly done by hand because you can occasionally see it overshoot or or uh, have to like come back a little bit. Yeah. Look, so 78 was wild. So they were either working on such a low budget they couldn't afford those things or I don't know if that tech was super common in Japan at the time. It may mm. be both, even. That's true. But, yeah. So, like, that might be part of why the editing is so weird, is they simply did not have the option of doing certain types of shots. There's a lot of interesting choices the show makes, and I wish some of them would come back. Yeah... That'd be a lot of fun. I really just want Kamen Rider Kabuki. Like, I feel like that's my biggest takeaway from this show. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. Because, <laughs> like, cause like, they clearly, they're just like, alright, when you're Spider-Man, you're like a Kabuki guy. And I'm like, that's real cool. They should, uh, they should reuse that. It is a great way, because it's like, yeah, he doesn't really... It's hard for him to, like, show any expression with the Spider-Man suit, other than, like, if he's breathing really heavily in the water. But, yeah, it, you know, it's just like Kabuki. a cool... A cool I don't know if it's like a motif is the word I'm looking for but like a cool like style it's good stuff yeah uh like with the way the eyes are angled on the suit he like the spider-man suit when he's in it and like generally projects aggression is kind of like it's kind of like the main emotion that's it has 
like they kind of use the music and like the his uh like his uh his narrative with fucking voiceover yeah voiceover to like kind of make it look to to give it different shades of feeling sometimes but generally it's like a it's an when he's in the suit it's like an action scene he's going to kill someone yep and oh man does he kill i mean he's from the embassy of hell yes he is the emissary of hell so of course he's gonna kill and i mean these are nazis so it's not like yeah space nazis it's not like they're not good to kill yeah they've been on earth for 400 years and they didn't do shit about any of the stuff that happened in that time, so fuck these guys. Well, yeah. it's I, I thought, I thought it was they showed up on the ship chasing Garia, and then they thought they killed him by putting him into the. Well, no, yeah, they thought they killed. Well, no, I think they thought he escaped when like he, he set when like he sent Marveler into space. Yeah, yeah, because he tells Marveler to go go fly around the cosmos for a while. And then, like, the Iron Cross army leaves that lady on Earth, and then they go back out chasing Marveler. And then it's, like, the 400 years until the show. Right. Which, apparently, Professor Monster was also developing the BEMs during that time. Right. That makes sense. They, they mentioned that at the beginning of the show, too. There's just a lot. There's yeah. a lot of lore. This plot is some banana bullshit. Also, can, like, we just talk about how, like, the, the generic mooks just have, like, grease guns from, like, World War whatever. Yep. The the pigeon putties. I, I started calling them pigeon putties because they have pigeon noses. That's fair. And they look like putty patrols from poor Power Rangers. Man, you don't... I, I guess you'd have to say that the putties look like them now. Yeah, kind of the other way around. Yeah, I just think it's wild that they're just carrying around grease guns. Well, I mean, it's the grease gun is like a fairly simple like gun design. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a dope ass gun. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, it is. It's <laughs> just I I think it would be easy to like get props of. That's fair. Really, just like having the the magazine it's a be tube a handle with the magazine on the side. Yeah. It doesn't look so much like a real gun, which judging by um. Japanese gun laws might be harder to acquire, I'm guessing. Oh, significantly so, yeah. Also, like, I'm pro uh, the the pigeon mooks uh, using reverse grip on their, on their sword knives. Uh, I think that's also uncommon, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're cool. There's a bit toward the end of this episode. I forget exactly where it was. It was like, three of them surround Spider-Man when he's standing in a river, and, like, one of them goes to hit him, and I really like the the guy uh, and the guy doing Spider Man stunt acting. He's got this great bit of physical acting where one of the the pigeon putties goes to slash him, and he just blocks it with one hand and just like does a snap punch to the guy's face. It looks like an extremely real bit of violence. Yeah, I do, do you remember the bit I'm talking about? I wouldn't be surprised if it was a real bit of violence. <laughs> It might have been, but like the guy, the the stunt actor playing the the guy he punched just stops dead. Like it looks like he was really affected by that. So I don't know if the guy accidentally punched him or if it's just a very well acted scene. I could see him accidentally punching it. Yeah, I I feel like just Toy's fireman just goes like harder into the violence too. Yeah, because it's not like. 
yeah, Spider-Man is a fighter for justice, but also it's like, no, just fucking kill the bad guys. Yeah, They're Nazis. It's, it's less a fighter of justice than, like, I am here to take down this evil army. Uh, if much. you've got the episode up, the bit I'm talking about is at about 1745. It's like, yeah, he just hits this guy and he just stumbles backwards like he was just really punched in the face. I like right before it, he just slaps another one dead across the face. I know, it's a really good action scene. Just the actor portrays, like, so much confidence and power in in his Spider-Man suit. It's real good. There's a lot of action in this episode, actually. A lot of good fights. Yeah, it's good. But, uh, yeah, so they get the uh, computer to, like, here's how to fight Spider-Man. And I forget what they do exactly to pull him in, other they, than his spider sense going off. The, the first thing is the obituary, though apparently oh, yes. this is part of a two-layered plan, because the obituary isn't relevant until the second time they lure him in. Well, I thought the second time they lure him in is through his girlfriend. Um, yeah, because he, uh, he reads the obituary, and then the second day he's like, well... I beat them yesterday, but I think if I go out today, I'm going to die because of the obituary thing. And then they kidnap his girlfriend to make him come out to fight them. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. Because he does the thing of, like, if I just don't go out, it won't be, it'll be fine. And then they're like, no. Yeah, because they're all like, you're fated to... They do the whole, like, uh, fate. Fate controls you thing. But then... Yeah. Um, uh, so apparently he, after he reads the obituary for Spider-Man that says the funeral will be on June 7th, uh, he, uh, asks his girlfriend to, like, go around places and ask who the hell placed this ad with him. Like, let's, let's do some actual investigation. Who the fuck did this? <laughs> uh, nobody is able to figure this one out, so. Well, like... they, they go and they ask, like, the the place where the obituary came from is like, oh yeah, it was just this woman and she came in and she was real sad about it. And it's, of course, we were sitting here going, oh, so it's the Iron Cross lady. All right. Yeah. Uh, Then we see the merman kill some people. He kills a couple at night or something. Yep. uh, I, I actually kind of loved the next scene. It just struck me as very funny because of the way... The uh, the actress playing the the photographer's boss, d- um, she's she answers a phone call, puts the phone down, and the photographer who is Spider Man's girlfriend's like, "Hey, what was the call about?" She says, "Oh, there's a half man, half fish person," <laughs> and the la- and the photographer's just like, "Oh, what? Really?" Uh, she's like. Oh yeah, I just murdered two people. But she says this with like a totally dead flat affect. She has no feelings about this whatsoever. She's like, yeah, Fishman just murdered a couple of people. Do you mind going to get a picture of that for me? Just go check that out. <laughs> and just her delivery on that is just so funny. <laughs> Good stuff. And I mean, then his girlfriend's like, yep, I'll do that. She's like, sounds interesting. What's Guess her name? What I don't want, I don't want to refer to her as that. Um uh, Hitomi Sakuma. Okay. I think they call her Hitomi mostly. That that makes sense. I mean, we we don't want to just sit here and call her Spider Man's girlfriend, but that's kind of just what she is in the show. Right, but like 
I don't want to do her, that. Her role as a photographer has been sort of relevant too. But yeah, a little bit. I mean, I kind of forgot Spider-Man's name too. Honestly, so. Wait, his name's Spider-Man. <laughs> no, his name is Spider-Man. Uh, Takuya Yamashiro. <laughs> Spider-Man. Exactly. His name is. So, no, it's, I'm sorry. It's not Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And there's a space between that. Yeah, Spider-Man. Photographer Lady Hitomi, uh goes to the docks that the people were killed at and uh, runs into the police being totally incompetent. Funny thing, that. How <laughs> realistic. Yeah, how realistic. Yeah, they just, like, two cops walk up to her... And they're like, oh, we thought you were a monster. And she's like, like are what you the fucking fuck serious? are you, you talking thought? about? What? Do I look like a half-man, half-fish? I mean, lady. Yeah, I, I, she she has a line about, like, how dare you call a beautiful woman like me a monster. But also just like, why the hell would you think that? I mean, there was, like, a splash before and, like, the monster was there. But, like, they're still bad. Yeah, uh, immediately after that scene, we hear the monster, like, like murdering some people. And the police have totally fucked off. They're, they are not in the rest of this episode. So accurate. So Spider-Man shows up to fight Murdude. Oh yeah, this is where, like, uh, the spider suit lets them see in the dark perfectly. Like a spider. Uh, they don't, I don't think that's a suit power. I think you can just do that. No, I think that was, well, yeah, no, I don't think it's a suit power. I think it's a thing from having Spiderian genes. Spiderian blood. Yeah, he, it's very ambiguous sometimes whether his powers are suit powers or just blood powers. So I think all of his powers are technically blood powers. Man, yeah. like, other than other than the rope which comes out of his bracelet, they they should have just done like a jubilee thing and just made Spider Man a vampire for a bit. <laughs> you don't know that that's not going to happen in a later episode. And that'd be fun. I, You've I, seen Japanese tokusatsu shows. Shit gets wild sometimes. I guess that's true. That could just happen. <laughs> I I'm going to be so happy if we just have an episode it's like. Spider-Man drink blood and it's like what? I'm sorry. You know, the the Sailor Scouts fought Dracula in that one musical and then they they got all turned into vampires. It's going to be so fun when we go through the live action Sailor Moon. I know, I know. Yeah. Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. I'm so hyped for it. But but I I feel like I feel like we we have to be obligated to have like Rachel or someone come on that journey with us. <laughs> I did recently start listening to Sailor Business, and yeah, they do definitely do the thing of the show is conceived by two guys, so they're like, we're going to have a female guest on every show, so... That's a good way to do it. I'm like, okay, good stopgap at least. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a solid, solid plan that we should steal for that. Yeah. And probably whatever pretty cure thing that comes at some point, too, because it's gonna have to at some point. We should watch one of those magical girl shows that, like, Takashi Miike has been directing for the last ten years or whatever. I am low-key <laughs> interested in starting watching a Pretty Cure. Is that not Pretty Cure? Uh, I don't remember if he's actually doing a Pretty Cure thing or he's doing some other magical girl thing. Uh, what's their name? Takashi Miike? You say that like I know names, but... 
M I I K E. It's probably the first result if you well, type that into it. Yeah, okay. Like do paprika? I'm gonna think of someone else. No, paprika is um, Satoshi Kon. Satoshi yeah. Kon, right? I I I'm bad and I don't know names and I don't know directors. So like Takashi Miike is Zebra Man, Ichi the Killer. Happiness of the Katakuris, I think? Uh, two episodes of Ultraman Max. Or, wait, did he do Ichi the Killer, or am I getting that mixed up with another? That might be another guy. Oh, it looks like he did... He did the live-action JoJo's adaptation. I did see that. And it... also, I'm pretty sure the Phoenix Wright one, too. Oh, is this like the Magical Dory Me stuff? That's like the English four kids name, but that's what it looks like this is. Okay, yeah, I I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, he's like incredible. He uh, he he did the Yakuza movie too, the like a dragon movie. Oh. <laughs> Yakuza is too vague. And the Terraformers live action? That's probably a treat. Fucking Terraformers. Terraformers is awful, but Terraformers the low key. Hey, actually, no, eugenics and the Nazis were right. <sighs> Yeah, it's not yeah. good, but the fights are cool. Yeah, yeah Takashi Miike has like he's directed like more than two hundred films. I think he's like one of the most prolific directors to have ever lived. Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, he's been doing he's been doing Magical Girl stuff for a while for TV. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh man, at some point I have to add Rescue Fire into the mix, because Rescue Fire is fucking amazing. Hmm. Have I never have I never shown you Rescue Fire? Where where they fight where they fight like personified fire and then so they put out the fire force. by shooting a car into the fire and then okay, there's like a fire, fire dragon force. that like shoots the car? Was this what was Fire Force referencing this, or is it just like similar concepts? It might just be similar concepts, but Rescue Fire was first, I think. Okay, it's fucking dope though. Jam Project does the opening, so you know you're in for a good time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Jam Project is kind of yeah. That's a good sign. Okay, but anyway, (laughs) we got a little off topic here. As par for the course. Anyone listening to the show, if you have not seen Zebraman, strong recommend you will like it. Have I seen? I don't think I've seen Zebra. No, I don't think I've seen Zebraman either. Oh man, it's so good. It's so fucking good. I love it. Maybe we'll watch that at some point. It is a truly bizarre film. For the show, we'll do that. So great. I'll watch a thing you recommend. I mean, yeah, you you will probably like it because it is amazing. Possibly there there's a salage. Oh, we did the Ace Attorney film. Yeah, I said that one. Oh, I watched that one. That one was fun. Yeah, I love the Ace Attorney movie. It's it's not like a strict adaptation, but it gets across the feeling of playing Ace Attorney. Yeah, it gets across well. the feeling, and it's fucking wild, which as it should be. Yeah. I love the bit at the end where he like puts the the ghost in the the cage of the bird that's speaking in the dead lady's voice. Like that's totally original to the movie and that's an extremely good idea. Okay, so Spider-Man, he is he's there's a mer dude. The, he, the, he is a 
what he projects sonar or something uh to track the merman's tracks yeah that's and a power follows him that they have yeah apparently he can do that now <laughs> it's real silver age superman with spider-man just whipping out new powers all the goddamn time which like uh, i'm here for it if he gets the ability to shoot a tiny version out of himself out of a rainbow that comes out of his hand i will not be really that surprised at this point that would be ridiculous I'd be down for it. Uh, but yeah, he, he follows the tracks into a building um, that he assumes is an Iron Cross base. He's like, he crawls into some vents uh, and then falls through a vent into a very obvious trap. He is now in a big cage and Dr. Monster's like, hey, I have this kill you plan. Um, the kill you plan involves trapping you in this cage and dropping this merman in to fight you and you dying. So that's what I'm doing now. I mean, to be fair, it works. It Mostly. almost works. It almost works, yeah. Too bad they did not suspect Spider-Man having a dream about this happening and then changing the situation to break free. Yes, apparently the computer did not know that Spider-Man can see the future. Uh, I also love that fucking Professor Monster and his henchwoman, I forget her name, they have a fucking boxing judge's table set up next to the iron cage that he has this fight in. Hell yeah. Why, why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but it is extremely funny. Also, her name is Amazonas. That's it. Amazonas? That, that's just, that's just okay. her name. Gotcha. Alrighty. That works, I guess. So, but, like, yeah. the wild thing is, like, they do almost kill Spider-Man. They do. Yeah. He only gets um, away by chance. Uh, apparently, blight arms are his his one weakness. His one weakness is violence. Right. There is a straight on full up crotch shot at about ten ten where he flies away from the camera, crot- like with his dick pointing right at the camera. Too. <laughs> you know, so got to get something in there for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the secondary market. Yeah. I don't think that was the case at the time, but eventually it will be. I mean, and then, like, there's the there's the Amazonas' face right after it. <laughs> so uh, it gets to imply but, that it's going... It's heading straight for her! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently Merman's blade arms are strong enough to cut steel bars, or they really cheaped out on this cage, one of the two. Probably uh, both. Spider-Man dodges a a slice and he cuts the bars in the cage. Spider-Man then flips around him, kicks him through the broken bars, and jumps out the window. Yep. And then he goes home and he's like, For "Ah, some reason, they don't chase him. Yeah. He's apparently injured in some way and pawns this off by by telling his family, I wiped out on my motorcycle. I was doing some sick bike tricks. and The thing I I do professionally. I just crashed, man. Does he? Does he actually do it professionally? Yeah, yeah, he's a dirt bike racer. He introduced that to us as the, in the first episode. I mean, I know he does it, but like, is that really his job? He doesn't have what, another one. We, it's like, what other job does he have? Spider Man. <laughs> he doesn't get paid for that one. That's a part time gig. Uh, inheritance. Uh, we have. Well, apparently, there isn't that much of that. I mean, I think or there is. We, I think it's just this, unlock. This comes yeah. up in the next episode. 
The inheritance apparently exists, but is limited. His dad was a scientist, not a super rich dude. I mean, in Marvel Comics, it's taught me to believe scientists are rich people. Okay, well, in Marvel Comics, scientists know every science and are generally rich. I don't think that holds true in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Marvel. This is technically uh, canon for Marvel. Okay, yes, that is technically true. I don't. I forget which Earth the Toei TV show is, but... There's an answer for that. Yeah, I, I know there is a canonical answer for that. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, ne- neither do I. I it, it's probably some numbers. It's most um, definitely some numbers. But yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he, this is the point where Spider-Man has another dream about dying the next day, too, and decides that he's just gonna, oh, well, I forgot the bit that they call in a doctor to see him because they think he's gonna die, and he's like, fine, he he has super healing now because of the spider blood. He came in with this giant gash on his stomach, obviously like, oh god, I'm severely injured. So, of course, they panic and go get the doctor, and then he just comes back like, no, I'm good. The, the doctor shows up, and he's doing upside-down push-ups, which is his body just perpendicular to the floor. Just, no, I'm good. So, um, so, Toei Spider-Man universe is, um, 51778. Alrighty. So it's um I believe that corresponds to May the month which Toei Spider-Man came out, seventeenth the day, and then seventy eighth the year. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, the more you know. Yeah. Okay. So then Spider-Man has a dream about falling off a waterfall and dying the next day, uh, which is pretty funny looking because it's very clear that they just threw the costume off of a waterfall and filmed it. So I think they may have put it in, put it like over a, just a, a soft mannequin. Yeah. Which they've done before. Uh, then his spider sense goes off again when he wakes up the next day. Uh, his spider sense is now psychic. Uh, he psychically hears Hitomi screaming and decides that he needs to go help her. Because of course. Yeah. Uh, his, his sister tells him, come downstairs, your coffee's getting cold since you're feeling okay and stuff. Uh, he does not tell her that he's not, he immediately turns into Spider-Man and jumps out the window, so I, I don't know if she's just gonna be like, what the fuck happened to my brother? Yeah, no, she'll just go up there and he'll be just gone and just like, wait, what? I'm sorry? Yeah, you could have at least told her you were leaving. No, just gotta go. He has Spider-Man to be. (laughs) Yeah, um... Yeah, Spider-Man is a little rude to his family sometimes. You mean all the time? I don't think there's he, been he a situation also... where he's been nice. Yeah, yeah he does he's... also straight up leave his girlfriend on the side of the road, both in this episode and the next episode. He's done it a couple times where he just, like, <laughs> he's driving along, they're having a good time, and then he gets the thing, he's like, get off the fucking bike. Yeah, Wait, he's like, get off just, the bike. You're just gonna leave me out, of, out here in the middle of nowhere? Get off the bike, yes. I gotta go. <laughs> I, what? He, yeah, he just totally ditches her. And I'm like, how many times can... The sex must be great, because there's no way that like that this relationship would last through a couple of those. I, it's gotta be, I guess. 
he, I guess he's a devoted lover, at least. <laughs> or she just has a real thing for spiders. And men. She, she has a thing for <laughs> assholes who ride bikes. I mean, it is very stereotypically masculine in a way. Yep. Uh, but yeah, okay, so... So he he goes to whatever facility they're holding Hitomi captive at. She's being menaced by the merman. He shows up and spends quite a while beating up the the pigeon putties. Got to pad out the t- runtime somehow. Yeah, there there are a whole lot of action scenes in these first few episodes. They probably start recycling these eventually. I'm guessing. Think so, because it's just like. So far, the plots have been super bare bones. And it's just like, alright, are you gonna... What are you gonna do to fill out 28 minutes? Guess we're gonna fight people. Whatever they want. Yeah, he fights for a bit, ends up in a river eventually, wrestles with uh, Merman for a bit. It looks like Merman's gonna drown him in the river, but then apparently decides that that wouldn't be a cool enough death or whatever. I mean... Uh, it's it's I guess sitting there and like forcing his head under the water and holding it there and drowning him that just take too long so let's just chuck him over the falls. Yeah, uh, we now see the monster whip out a new move called Dusty Gas, which doesn't seem like it does much of anything, except nearly kill Spider Man. <laughs> uh, he at first he's like oh it stings, but then he like shoots web at him and is immediately fine. Just a bit, yeah. So, uh... It is the mercury bubbles of monster attacks. Hey, I don't have to take that shit, says number one Ami Mizuno superfan. Uh, okay, so he eventually ends up getting thrown over. He, he, like, gets backed up to the waterfall in this river they're in. Kind of falls off. Kind of jumps off. But, yeah, he's, like, hanging off the waterfall for a little bit. And then it's like, oh, I'm totally going to die. This is it. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, this sucks. Not going to get Garia's revenge. Um, so apparently, see, he's thinking about Garia and, like, imagines slash hallucinates slash mystically calls down a spider thread from the sky. At least he thinks he does. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually just he grabs a vine that was hanging nearby. I am really unclear on how they want us to thematically interpret this happening. Uh, I took it as it's literally, it was just random chance that there was a vine hanging down there. And it's, it was going into the thing of, oh, bad guys, you may calculate my eternal demise, but you can't calculate random happenstance and luck. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's showing, like, one of his powers is that he's just fucking lucky. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, maybe the idea is is that, like, his revenge quest just motivates him to a degree that, like, he he can seize on even, like, the slightest of chances or whatever. That's what we're supposed to get. It could also be that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the, like, you know. The, but, like, the universe falls into place to to let him get out of this one in some way. Just so happens. But, uh, yeah, he calls in Leopardon, gets in the robot, uh, has a very brief fight with an enlarged version of the merman, and, uh, kick, kicks its ass with, uh, sword vigor. Yeah, as par or, for the course. 
or Sword Vicar? It's it's subtitled as Vigor, but it sounds a lot like he's saying Vicar to me, which would be weird. I, think I don't know if the sword the has like a position in the church. I was just imagining the sword like conducting a mass or something. That would be very silly. <laughs> I'd be down for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Machine Monster is like my my or machine yeah Professor Monster is like uh, God damn it! I have the whole plan. It didn't work. It sucks. I'll kill Spider-Man next week. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Darn. Oh, well. It's like, I got a million of them. Uh, I mean, next... they're, they're tiny. Of course he has a million of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, we sure talked about that episode for a very long time. And I mean, was it that? Or did we talk about... A lot of other stuff. We did, yeah, we probably talked more about a lot of other stuff. Uh, well, thankfully this second episode is even more fucking bare bones than the first one. <laughs> There's very little plot in this one. So, There's more action here, scenes. Here, let me see. I think I can get the plot down in about five lines. <laughs> uh, Alright, so line one. Child... Including the whole subplot about the kid? Yeah, no, including the subplot about the kid. <laughs> Line one, child discovers uh, Iron Cross with stolen missiles. Child is attacked and put into hospital by Iron Cross. Spider-Man gives his blood to child. Spider-Man fights the enemy. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I got it done in four. Cool. There's a little more texture to it, but generally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you you didn't, like, talk enough about the Divine Chicken. Yeah, the Divine Chicken's pretty amazing. Uh, we're introduced to the Divine Chicken in the very beginning of the episode, within 15 seconds, because the Iron Cross drives a Jeep and a freight truck up to a JSDF base and just starts fucking shooting people to death. Uh, As you do. Yeah, they just, they just pull up Japanese military base and just, uh... They just cold start shooting people. Uh, the the divine chicken um, tears through a wall and they steal a bunch of missiles. Yep. Because that's something you could just do, I guess. <laughs> their plan is to missile Japan. Yeah, they're apparently going to bring. They're going to like cause chaos in society by firing missiles randomly at cities. Which, yeah, would probably cause society, cause chaos. I, I don't know if it's going to, like, bring down society or anything, but, I mean, it would probably upset some people, yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, the, their random missile plan doesn't really get off the ground very much, because they go to store the missiles... Well, well. First, before we get to where they're they're apparently planning to just stick the missiles in a in the woods for a while until they decide where to shoot them. But first, they're driving the truck back to the base, and uh, fucking Hitomi and Takia are just drive uh, going on a motorcycle ride in the morning or something. They're going on a motorcycle date. It, is this the bit where where um, uh, Takia's like I? You're like women are so whimsical. You want to go see the sunrise this morning, and she's like, "Stop being weird." 
let's just go have a nice day. Oh yeah, this is. I was talking about this before in in our dis in our Discord that we used to talk about how ho. I was like, I'm not sure if this episode's sexist or not. Yeah, I, it's definitely got a little bit of like, man, that women's lib sure is changing things, huh? But but like, who told me it's like, yeah, I definitely want to get married and just like be a housewife because it sounds so easy. And then Takia's like, <laughs> what? No, you're like a photographer. You should like have like your own dreams and ambitions and stuff. He's kind of a dick about it, though. He's like, I don't like people who give up their dreams for love. And I'm like, we'll tell her to get married to you and just keep being a photographer then. The fuck? What are you talking about? And then like later on, there's like the bit where like his sister just like runs some. Well, they could just be joking around, but apparently she runs some scientist company their dad had. Uh, I think she just controls the money in the house. I don't think she actually runs a company. I, yeah, I, I will choose to believe a company is being ran somewhere. They, they call her CEO of the the money for the family. Yeah, I, I don't I, think that means she literally, like, administrates a corporation. I, I think it's just, no, but, like, she controls the bank account and you can't get money without asking her. Which, you know, fair... Though, again, yeah. I'm not sure if that's sexist or not. <laughs> that, that's where I'm at. I'm like, sexist? Maybe? Question mark? Yeah. It didn't strike me as, like, explicitly sexist, but it was definitely a little bit of, like, man, times sure are changing. Yeah, things are weird. It, it very it very much <laughs> felt like an artifact of the time. Yeah. Right. But, like, our boy needs a new bike. Yeah, because she's not pre- presented as wrong. In fact... Like, Takuya is kind of presented as a bit of a loser for getting his motorcycle blown up, and we didn't we didn't mention this yet, but he drives, like, after they're, after he has a brief conversation with Hitomi, he's like, get off the bike, I need to go drive after those, those Iron Cross dudes, and he just totally ditches her in the middle of nowhere, starts driving after the jeep of guys with the missiles and guns, and just gets immediately shot off of the bike, and the bike blows up. So, bad job at motorcycle driving number two. Luckily, he has a car. Yeah, he he then calls in his supercar, which maybe should have been step one. Where does he keep that car? It's inside the Leopardon before it, like, transforms. Okay, but yeah, Yeah. where does Leopardon stay? Space. (laughs) And or the cave. Yeah, all right. The quarry. It, it, wait, hold on. I think we need to clarify terminology. It's called Marveler when it's in spaceship form. It's called Leopardon when it's in robot form. And the car is called the GP7. Don't you mansplain me, Leopardon. Don't you lecture me with your $30 haircut. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, why didn't you just leave your motorcycle for your girlfriend and call the car to do this part? Because, because... then she would have seen him call the car. She could have been like, go, drive, I need to go do a thing. Go, go drive off. Still, it was like, there. it was supposed to be their date that day, so I yeah. can see why it was like, what the fuck? You're just leaving me here? Yeah, no, shut up, go away. <laughs> yeah, that also, I think telling her to take the motorcycle would be less of a dick move than just ditching her. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man is a bad boyfriend, is my point. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's comic accurate. 
<laughs> oh, he, yeah, I mean, he's usually not a bad boyfriend on account of inconsideration. He's just... He's usually a bad boyfriend on account of having superhero obligations. Yeah, I mean, like... Same idea, they just went about it differently. Yeah, kinda. Okay, so, so after he gets fucking shot... Uh, we go over to Professor Monster standing behind a bunch of missile boxes and being like, Oh yeah, missiles! We're totally gonna shoot these at people. I it's choo- gonna rock. I choose to believe they stacked them up and put like his chair on top of them, and he's just on top of the missiles. <laughs> the way the scene is shot, it does kind of look like that's what is happening. Just a bit, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that they have two of the missiles set up, so they're like resting on their fins on either side of him. It's that's very funny. good. <laughs> yeah, like they're little pillars or something. Very Just set very that up. For, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he says they're going to destroy society. These missiles aren't that big. Yeah, it, they're not that big, and he doesn't have that many of them. And it's like, you're going to destroy society? Okay, bud. Sure. They're like, they're like three feet long, and he has like two boxes of them. It looks like it's maybe 10, 20 missiles. They're going to use those missiles to get more missiles to get more missiles. And, you know, it works, like, exponentially. <laughs> I mean, I it would definitely be disruptive if you shot 20 small missiles at a, randomly at a city. That is true. I do not think it would cause the downfall of society. People would just be like, well, that was fucking wild. Okay, but so next we cut over from that to a comedic scene. I I thought it was pretty funny, but I mean, this is the one where uh, Takia is like bowing and groveling to his sister to give him the money to buy a new motorcycle because he got his old one blown up. At least put down the down payment on a new motorcycle. Yeah. I wonder if at some point he's going to have to be like, by the way, I'm Spider-Man. He's already bowing and groveling when his girlfriend walks in, by the way. So, like, he never went back to get her. He, he and I just, just left her on the side of the road. He's just like, uh, she'll get home eventually. Well, I mean, what was he supposed to get her with? His spider car? Yes. <laughs> Spider-Man, I, you always show up when I need help. Yeah, no, that's Hide strange, the car, uh... walk back to her, get a ride back together. Tick move, Spider-Man. Ah, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> sounds like a lot G- of extra Garrett. work. Garrett. Yeah. I-, I want you to know if you ever are driving somewhere and you need your girlfriend to get out of the car, you need to go back for her at some point. <laughs> Look, I feel like that won't be a situation I'm going to ever be in. Okay, well, I was getting... Con- I'm just telling you. I mean, it sounds like, like you uh, were a little unsure on this one. No, no, I mean, like, he, he's a bad boyfriend, though, so, like, of course he's gonna do that. Yeah. Like, the correct thing would be to do what you said, but he's Spider-Man. Hey, don't worry. Yeah. I won't leave you on the side of the road to go fight Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Or if I yeah. do, I'll come back. Take your girlfriend to fight the Nazis. She probably would enjoy it. Yeah. Ash and the Fash is a community effort. Yeah. Uh, so... Also in this scene, they established that uh, their scientist dad did leave some assets when he died. Uh, we don't know what those are. His sister says, yes, there are some assets, but, you know, not an infinite amount. 
I feel like there's possibly an infinite amount. <laughs> there, there will be an infinite amount right up until the point that it's needed for them to be not have any for uh, mm. story's sake. But then, yeah, but yeah. then they'll like find like the second inheritance to get the infinite <laughs> money back. Probably. Okay. Here's six and a half minutes into the episode, we introduce our subplot. We see a little boy looking into the warehouse in the woods that Iron Cross is storing the missiles in. I uh, really am is... kind of just disappointed he doesn't become our Robin, and we have a I... Spider-Man Robin. I know, it super seems like he's going to. But yeah, uh, he falls off the log he's standing on to look into the window, um... And then, like, runs away. Amazonist says, uh, go kill that small child. Uh, I'm like, murdering random six-year-olds is a good way to get your operation blown, lady. But, hey, you know. No, but... Don't let me tell you how to run an evil organization. They saw something, so he has to die. He saw boxes. (laughs) He's six. No one's gonna Well, no, he did say... (laughs) They were missiles. He he does tell Spider-Man they were missiles. yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe he does know. I don't know if anyone would believe him, though. But he... Okay, so anyway, he nearly gets run over by the the Iron Cross dudes. Um, falls unconscious on the side of the road. Then Spider-Man drives up and is like, Oh my god, a dying kid. And he takes him to the hospital. As you do. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're a good person. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, the doctor at the hospital is like, well, I would love to try to save this child, but we do not have enough blood for a blood transfusion. So, he's SOL. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> then has this thing of like, well, what what blood type does he need? And it just so happens that he's got the same blood type, and we get to have the whole moment of, do I dare curse this child with the blood of the Spiderian just yeah, yeah. to save his life? I, I like this scene. I, I do like this scene a lot because he's like lying down to get his blood taken out, and it like occurs to him after a second, like, "Oh shit, I've got super alien blood. Who the fuck knows how that's gonna affect yeah. this kid? Do how I want to do they, that? How did the doctors uh, not notice? And, and then, but then his then he after a second he's like, "Well, he is going to die otherwise. So really, how much worse could it get? Like." The, the only potential... Like, it can't be a bad alternative. I mean, to but be like, fair, that's, like, not wrong. From yeah. The, from the, the little I know... The kid is I definitely know, going to die otherwise. From the little I know about how, like, they do blood transfusions, they would have detected something fucking really wrong with his blood. This is the er- this is the late 70s. They're not checking shit. Yeah, I, I was definitely like, okay, you share the same blood type... There are, like, 15 other screening categories to make sure you're a donor match or something. Uh, I guess it's just fine. Uh, I guess it's... Don't, don't don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. It would be cool if uh, they said that because the spider... The spider blood thing gave him, like, universal donor blood. That would be cool. But That would I don't, be fun. You mean I just don't... having typo blood? Well, even if you have typo blood, like, there are other factors, but yes. But yeah, uh, so apparently they the, the blood, they needed the blood transfusion because they have to perform some sort of chest operation on the kid. They, they show them performing, like, some sort of surgery on his chest, so I don't know if he got shot or what. He got hit by a truck. 
yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't know what the chest surgery is necessary after, like, vehicle impact. I don't know, like, they broke, like, a bone and, like, it maybe, like, nicked his heart. Yeah, maybe they crushed his ribs or something. But anyway, so the blood transfusion helps him survive the surgery. Eventually, we, like that's that scene doesn't happen until after the like the conclusion of the episode. Yeah, they they do like the surgery, and then like they're like, "Oh no, he's still almost dead. We're not going to know till later." Yeah, they're like, "We don't know if he's going to make it," and so then like Takia calls up his girlfriend and sister, and is like, "Hey, can you guys figure out?" Where his family is. You're you're a photographer. That means you're also a detective. Can you, like, do this? You're joking about that, but she does seem to be extremely good at investigating things. Every time he asks her a question, she figures out the answer very quickly. She is yeah, just like... True. She is just like the, like the Peter Parker good at journalism part of Spider-Man. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so so they ask around and find out that apparently the kid is uh, homeless because like his parents died in a car crash or something. He was and... in an orphanage, but orphanages fucking suck, so he just ran away. Well, yeah, they well, were gonna move him to like a different orphanage, and he's like, nope. Yeah, they were gonna move him to an orphanage outside of Tokyo, and he, this is where he lived with his family, so he's uncomfortable moving out of the Tokyo area, so he ran away instead. I would think that this would be a difficult moral dilemma for Spider-Man. Uh, we will see that it is not. <laughs> it is not at all a difficult moral dilemma for him. And then, like, he finds them, and then after that, like, Spider-Man, like, maybe hears Garia's voice and then ends up in the kid's room where the kid's just fine now. Yeah. The kid uh, I is guess immediately he... just, yeah. oh, you're the one who gave me the blood and saved me. Yeah, and he transferred voice. him some of his spider powers that we learned about last episode. Yeah, they like they like hallucinated the same flashback. When he opens the door to see the kid sitting there, he's like sitting up and smiling and the camera is really zoomed in, so it's an extremely creepy shot at first. Very much so. But uh yeah, he's just he, the kid's fine. Uh so the kid wakes up, tells him uh, there's an abandoned industrial building out in the woods. Uh, go beat up those Nazis. So uh, that is the next eight-ish minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah there's like much. there's like some fighting and some sneaking, and then a monster, yeah. and then like the divine chicken shows up. It turns big. He gets in there. Robot. Are a lot of shots of Spider-Man like sneaking around in. Which just very much calls to attention that the Spider-Man costume is very much not a stealth suit. He's very visible. But, uh, you know. It's kind of nuts how much of not of a stealth suit it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Divine Chicken shows up, turns big. Uh, Spider-Man summons Leprechaun. Sword figures the shit out of that guy. He's dead now. The end. And uh, now for the conclusion of the episode. Spider-Man is standing in the middle of the road and the little boy whose blood he gave runs up to him and is like, Spider-Man, we have a connection now. That means uh, you can adopt me and we'll be a family. Yeah, he's like, that means we're going to be together forever now, right? We're a family now, right? We have like a connection. Spider-Man, no, not at all. <laughs> well, Go it, to it, orphanage. It, it, it wasn't not at all. It was, I cannot... Like, you can't live with me. But we're totally brothers, though. 
Yeah, he does say we're brothers, but um, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you. Because I walk a lonely path. The only path that I have ever known. (laughs) He also says, I I destroyed that truck that ran you over, and I wanted the kid to be like, okay, but the guys and the truck, Spider-Man. I don't... The truck is... I don't care about the truck. I'm, I'm the guy. Did we even talk about, like, <laughs> the the first truck he stopped? It had, like, a note of, like, good job, Spider-Man, and they totally duped him? No, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we t- I totally skipped over that. <laughs> Fucking good job, Spider-Man was fantastic. Yeah, Iron Cross totally trolls his ass at some point. <laughs> We're following the wrong truck. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I do, uh, as much as I'm making fun of it a little bit, like, I actually really like the note this episode ends on, because when Spider-Man's like, no, I must be alone, I must have no emotions, I'm on a quest of vengeance, and, like, I can't can't form connections with people, but the camera shot is of him, like, throwing, like, picking this kid up and, like, throwing him up and down and, like, really having fun with him. Yeah. So I... I think it's it's really like this sweet little bit of contrast that he he really made a connection with this kid, even though he denies it. It's very sweet. Good stuff. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, Toei Spider Man is still amazing. I thought the effect might like not be as amazing after an episode or two, but no, it's still fucking great. Um, I'm wondering how we'll feel like twenty episodes in, but for now, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, be- I I believe in their ability to just continue to one-up themselves for the entire show. <laughs> Who the that, fucking knows? That would be fantastic. Uh, I mean, I can hope. I, I mean, he never really... I, he, does he ever get, like, an upgrade form or anything? I don't think he ever really does. This, these are the days before upgrade forms. Yeah, they didn't have money for shit like that, but... They lost the robot, Chris. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't even replace the one robot they had. Honestly, losing your robot does seem like a pretty fucking good excuse to have an upgrade form. <laughs> no, they're just like, we will continue to use stock footage and make this robot invincible. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. Look, the robot is awesome. Don't ask about repair teams. It's awesome. I mean, it is awesome. Hot take. The Leopardon is a very cool robot. The Leopardon is pretty cool. I mean, it's a little plain for my taste, but I just love things that are multicolored and have all sorts of little bits stuck well, on them because it's, it's I have the very f- garish aesthetic sense. It's the first one. Yeah, I know. It's it's the basic. It's it's the base form that all the others are referencing. It does have like the most generic sword sword I've ever seen. It's just like it's just like a Chinese short sword. Yeah, it yeah, it's just like a metal piece welded onto a handguard. It, it's like if someone said short sword, that is pretty much what I imagine. If you say short sword to me, I actually imagine something more ornate than the sword. But that's, that's <laughs> again probably true. That's just me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did we have anything else to cover this week? Ah, it's been so long. It has been quite a while since we recorded. We need to start doing it more consistently. Uh, all, all these people have, like, lives and shit. What the hell? Yeah, it's nuts. Then I'm gonna be gone to AX next week. 
Yeah. Uh, go- be real careful at that, Evan. I don't want you to die of COVID. I'm going to be super careful. Be careful, but also go to the the Futo Detective premiere and and right back. The what? The the double Animu thing. Oh, is are they premiering that today? I think they're doing something with it there. It, I, I, it no might be a premiere, but about. the the Common Rider double. The anime oh! they're making based oh! off the manga. Oh! Yeah, it's like a sequel to Double, right? Yeah. Well, probably. Okay. <gasps> yeah, yeah, look into that. that. Uh, I think next week, we're before we get back to Kamen Rider, since Evan's going to be gone, we're planning on doing Godzilla versus or Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, Godzilla Movie 5. Or, or something. We're going to drag Sybil into something. Yeah. Sybil hasn't been on an episode. Yeah, Sybil, come come talk to us. So yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, Godzilla movie five is pretty great. It's not quite as good as the previous two, but it's still pretty good. Um yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else right now. Nah, we're good. Um, yep. We're a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com. Where there are links to, uh, like, podcatchers, things like that. You can rate and review us. You can give us five stars. You can send us an email. All things you can do. You can send us fan art. Is it? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, getting ambitious here, you know. Yeah, that's that's a bit ambitious. <laughs> what is wrong with being ambitious? You know, most podcasts podcast fail in like the first like five episodes. Yeah, that's just people that's getting true, bored. Yeah. We're just we're gonna just gonna keep, we just kind of keep going. The first podcast we recorded failed in the first five episodes. <laughs> I'm I am pretty sure we have more than five episodes of that monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, I think we should call it there for yeah. the week. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we'll be back next time with, uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, Godzilla. Yeah, that, um, until next time, passing through podcasts, etc., etc. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Um, abortion rights are human rights. Uh, you know. Sorry about the difficult time we're all going through. Yeah. Stay uh, safe. Uh, people should have rights, um, all of them, uh, equally. Yeah. Uh, don't don't catch sickness. Um, be good. Uh, don't be a dick. Um, good for general principle. Yeah. That's good. Do things okay. that make you happy. Like watching Spider-Man. Yeah. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>